Christ is in our midst. Today, my brothers and sisters in Christ, the great mystery of the Son of God becoming incarnate, taking on our flesh, becoming a human being, shines ever so brightly today as we now celebrate today the feast of the circumcision of our Lord. Today, our Lord, like many, like any other Jewish male of the time, Christ endured the procedure that was the mark of becoming an heir to the promises that God had made to Abraham in the Old Testament. But unlike any other Jewish male, he's not simply a child of the Hebrew heritage. He is. He is through his genealogy. But he's not just simply that. Because today, the eternal Logos, the Word of God, who spoke the world into existence. This is why he is referred to as the Logos, the Word of God, is circumcised today. And today, he humbles himself to be circumcised in the flesh, just as his forefathers before him were done. In the epistle, in his epistle to the church at Galatia, St. Paul, who we all know was a former Pharisee, and was therefore an expert in the Jewish law. In his book, in his epistle to the church at Galatia, he strongly opposes the church from being circumcised in order to become a Christian. Because this is what the church at Galatia was doing. They thought they had to be circumcised in order to become a Christian. And St. Paul, after his conversion on the road to Damascus, and his conversion to Christianity, he knew that this, that this was not the case. That he, he knew that Christ had fulfilled the promises of the Old Testament such that they were extended to everyone who comes to Christ in faith. And this is what he says to the church at Galatia. He says... I'm sorry, he says to the church, to the Colossians, that you have come to fullness of life in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also were you circumcised with the circumcision not made with our hands, by putting off the body of the flesh and the circumcision of Christ. St. Paul again says in Romans, that true circumcision is of the heart. It is in the spirit. And it is not the letter of the law. Now St. Paul fully understood that our Lord's circumcision is a sign that he fulfilled the requirements of the law. And enabled all with faith in him to find a righteousness. That exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees. Because 
It extends to the very depths of our existence, of our hearts, the circumcision of our hearts. So with all this said, the most worthy way that I think that we can celebrate the circumcision of our Lord today is for us to perfect, to strive towards the circumcision of our hearts. And what I mean by this is for us to purify our hearts, cutting off any corruption by uniting ourselves to the God-man. He who took on our flesh from the depths of our souls. And I can tell you, dearly beloved, there is no limit to this calling, this great calling that God gives us all to circumcise those things within our heart that drive us away from Him. Remember, our Lord interpreted the Old Testament law to, to forbid only not the act of murder. But what does our Lord say in Scripture? But also that of anger and insult. Not only that of adultery, which it speaks of in the Old Testament, but also that of lust. He did not simply call His disciples to limit vengeance to an eye for an eye, but to forgive all. To forgive all and to bless their enemies. This is the circumcision of our heart. Cutting off those things that put a wedge between us and God. Because you see, our Lord's concern is not towards our appearance or our idea of conventional morality or even with simply going through the motions. As it were, by becoming fully human, even as he remained divine, Christ enables us to become perfect in love for God and for our neighbor. Now, such a life cannot be fully captured by even the best of our words or our, or our, or our ideas. This is something that we have to strive towards. Because it is not just what we say or what we think. It's what we do. When we embrace the truth that is our incarnate Lord, Jesus Christ. Now if we reduce the commandments of God to just simple legalism. Or just a simple list of things that we have to do. And I'm afraid that we have missed the point, my dear brothers and sisters. I'm afraid we have missed the point. There is no avoiding the truth that the more fully we unite ourselves to our Savior in daily prayers from our hearts, the more we will personally participate in His blessed life. I mean, we shape ourselves, right? By the things... That by what we think about, by what we fill our hearts with. We do this as people. We fill our hearts with all kinds of things. But if we fill our hearts with Christ and with, our, with love and hope 
in Him, then this is what we become. We become like Christ, as St. Paul says. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So let us today celebrate the circumcision of our Lord by orienting ourselves from the depths of our souls to the one who has fulfilled and who has extended the promises of Abraham to us as well, to all of us. This means turning the thoughts of our hearts back towards Him and to Him. And the practice, and an easy way to do this is through the practice of the Jesus prayer. This is an essential and simple prayer that we as Orthodox Christians can use and should use as often as possible. Because when we repeat the name of our Lord over and over again through this simple prayer, it means that we open our hearts to Him over and over and over and over and over again. Every day. Every day. It means keeping a close watch when we say this prayer. It means keeping, keeping a close watch on our thoughts. And it means to refuse to accept these thoughts when they enter into our minds by circumcising these thoughts with the Jesus prayer so that they will no longer inflame our desires and our passions. No longer dwell on the thoughts that are negative and evil, but dwell on the name of Christ through the Jesus prayer. It means taking our place and the unfolding of God's salvation by again cutting off from our hearts and our minds all that would separate us from fully embracing the great mystery of the one who was circumcised in the flesh on the eighth day after his birth. This is how we find the strength to renew our love for Him. We make many resolutions in the New Year right. The Civil New Year, which we celebrate today. We make many resolutions. But let us make the resolution to circumcise the passions that swell up within us. That inflame us to circumcise these things. So that we may draw closer to God. And we don't only do this this year. But let us do this every year hereafter. This is how faith will become more than just a collection of customs and rituals. Which is easy for us to do in the Orthodox Church. We get in this rhythm of things. But it's not the rhythm. It's not the rituals, when we do these things in the church over and over and over again, we are participating in that eternal life that Christ offers us. This is surely His will for all of us, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, as we celebrate this feast of the God-man, the one who became one of us in order that we might become like Him in holiness.
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen.